0: Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your team. On today's episode, Mark Gregston answers some of your most pressing questions. Let's hear what he has to say.
1: I've been spending quite a bit of time going through all the questions that everyone is asking, and um, uh, one of the things that I would encourage you to do is make sure that you write down the age of your child uh, when you ask some of these questions. I think that's important. Uh, The questions that we talk about today are are just wonderful. It's all of them. I mean, people have sent in over 150 questions And I'm trying to categorize those so that so that uh, it makes the the time that we get to spend a little flavorful, if you will. Hey, let me mention a couple of things to you. Um, one is that we have these family in crisis conferences. Um, we have one this weekend, as a matter of fact, at at Heartlight. And so this family in crisis conference is a two and a half day event where people come in, uh, usually thirty to forty people. We get to spend. Uh, two and a half days together just uh, talking and sharing and and uh, being involved in groups you get to listen to uh, kids that we have here that have worked through our program this is not a promo for heartlight our residential program to get people there but the kids that um, that have learned the the kind of you know to make those changes in their life and and have uh, ushered in a new season of hope, Parents get to listen to them, and they get to talk with one another. They get to spend time with our staff that are trained and and specifically engaged in the lives of uh, you know our kids and applying all the principles that I share with you. and uh, And it m- just makes for a wonderful weekend. And on top of that, everybody gets to come to my house and I cook them a mean steak and and. Um, or I'll I'll cook up some wonderful vegetables for all you vegetarians and and um, but it's just a wonderful three day or two and a half day event and uh, if you're struggling with your family before you think about sending your child to a wilderness program or a program like Heartlight or anywhere come to one of these events first. And maybe we can give you some direction that keeps that from happening. Um, the other part of this is that we offer this on Zoom as well because it's somewhat prohibitive. There is a charge to come to Heartlight. I think it's, I, I think it's three hundred dollars a person, and we take care of meals and and it's just all the time that 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 uh, we put into it. Um, I don't get paid for it, but. But it's something I volunteer to do, and I also volunteer to do these Zoom calls, and that's usually on a Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday morning, a total of six hours. And so you can call our office at 903-668-2173, that's 903-668-2173, and find out more about our Zoom conferences, whether it's going to be... uh, um, you know, this month or next month is determined by how many of those on-property events that we have. So take advantage of those, too, and and you can find out more at parentingtodaysteens.org. Okay, the questions for today. Some uh, A mom asked, how do I deal with teens lying and helping them understand the importance of integrity? Wonderful question. Um how can I get my 16-year-old son to spend time with me at home? He can't stand his little brother, and he won't do any other activities. Um, okay, so what if you get caught in a teen spin cycle, and our daughter's 18, and she's about to graduate. Uh, she's extremely, it's extremely evident that she's miserable. She openly admits she doesn't care about us or the family, and then she just leaves. Um that's a great question. Here's somebody else. My 16-year-old thinks that the world is so dangerous that he won't go anywhere. Um, he didn't even go outside uh, or in our backyard. Here's another question. How do we explain to our teen the importance of showing his appreciation by attending an event that, um, for his team and coaches by coaches who have offended him and not included him? I, I think this this uh, dad is really asking, you know how do I um, deal with my child who's been unfairly treated? And then somebody else asked him my twenty year old uh, daughter came out as transgender. Um, and wants us to call her by her male name, Daniel, which is another great question. And it seems to be a lot of questions are being asked about that, just because it's it's happening so much, and we see it more and more. Okay, so let me let me go on with this first question. And 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 you know, I've always pushed that that we ought to be shifting our parenting style from um, a teaching model to a training model. And what that means is, at age twelve or thirteen, we We stop the teaching and we start the training, which means we give them more opportunity to make choices, make decisions, transfer the responsibility to them. Let them start, you know, uh, moving toward uh, from selfishness to selflessness to – but one of the key things here is – And and I think it's so important. It's shifting from thinking that our words uh, mean more than our actions. So this first question, how do I deal with teens lying and helping them understand the importance of integrity? I'll tell you how you do it. It's by your example. It's what they see. I mean, uh, wisdom is gathered by observation, reflection, and experience. We all gather it that way. And so what they see is you. What they reflect upon is how you responded and reacted in a situation, you know. And the third thing is, you know, they experience something with you, and and part of that, you know, it may be this. And I heard the, uh, a fellow talk about this uh, at a conference that was put on by the Murdoch the Murdoch Foundation in um, up in, in Washington State. Um, and and what struck me and stuck with me, he said, "Do what's right." expecting god to show up and that's integrity do what's right not not you know really thinking about the the consequences of that or the possibility but do what's right and and so to to you i would tell you that that it has everything to do with how you come across to your child and what you're showing to your child Uh, Because if a child hasn't seen that, I doubt that they're going to see the importance of it. But it's not something you can talk about. You know, and how they learn more than anything else is by. Uh, the consequences of not being full of integrity. When they lie, when they steal, when they don't tell all the truth, I mean, there's usually consequences uh, to that in some way, and, and let them experience the, the full consequence. You know, discipline, interestingly, is is helping a child get to where they want to go and keeping them for where uh, they don't want to end up. And so that what that means is I engage with the child to help them move to a good point, but discipline is still involved because that means I'm very intentional in what I'm doing. There's there's a scripture that says... uh um, you know, discipline your son while there's yet hope, and don't participate in his death. And so, it it doesn't mean you just let them do everything and hope that they see you, but it means that you're involved in their life, disciplining them, helping them get to a good place, keeping them from where they don't want to end up, and and in the process, you know, being very intentional about wanting them to see these lessons of integrity. Doesn't happen through lecture anymore, especially if they are. 13, 14 years of age and older, it happens through discussion and the importance of that. So sit down at the dinner table tonight and ask a question. Hey, would you do something right that you know would hurt a lot of people than to do something wrong where nobody would ever know? Um, You know, it's questions like that that help a child begin to reflect upon the need for integrity. Another question said this: How do I get my sixteen-year-old uh, to spend time with me at home? He can't stand his four-year-old brother. His four-year-old brother he stays in his room most of the time, and he won't do activities. And should I just make him okay? You know, the older a child gets, the more privileges they have. Of course, you know they begin to drive. They, um, you know, I would I would ask you: Can you say, "Hey, I'll be happy to provide the car," but? but you're going to have to spend some time with me. And if a child says, well, you know, I really don't want to spend time with you, then you say, well, that's your choice. That's not my choice because I'd love to spend time with you and I'd love for you to have a car, but you're choosing to not have a car. And so when you want to use the car, then, then we can spend some time together. And somebody says, you know, that's manipulation, it is to some degree but the point uh, uh, that is that is crucial here is making sure that when they do spend time with you, that you're not doing something to make them not want to spend time with you. And so I tell people all the time, that w- the process of this is first look at yourself and say, is there something about me that's keeping the child from wanting to spend time with me? Is there a reason why my teen doesn't want to spend time with me? Perhaps I talk too much. I'm always trying to fix him. I'm I'm always trying to tell her where she's wrong. I'm always trying to correct her. I'm always trying to you know, teach a lesson when, when I just need to remain quiet sometimes. What are you doing that's pushing your child away, and the second thing is: is your home comfortable enough that your child feels like, you know, that 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 he's getting his needs met, that it's a respite from uh, everything else, and and. Um, You know, and then the third thing is, what is it about my child? But it's it. This sure sounds like your child is running from everyone, not just you. And so, uh, you know, if you've provided a cell phone for your child, then I would say then use it and say, "Hey, I'm happy to pay for the cell phone usage as long as you and I go out and get ice cream or coffee or uh, get something to eat once a week and just sit down on a table and talk." And you know what, and if you've done something wrong, mom or dad, that that is pushing them away then identify that immediately i mean it's like telling them i i know i push too much for you to clean up everywhere i know i push too much for academics i know i push too much for sports i know i have an anger problem i know i talk too much it's a wonderful way to start out a conversation where you identify issues with you you know it's looking at you know this the log in your own eye before you looking at the speck in your son or daughter but it's it's saying that 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 i value this relationship enough that i'm willing to admit areas where i'm imperfect and and this is what will happen your child will begin to understand that it's okay for them to share those things as well you know if your child has uh, video games or uh, internet access you know you know if you'll engage with me i'll give you more access or i will limit your access you know and and i and and I don't want to ignore the fact that your child just may have high anxiety or depression or, um, you know, or feels like he's been unprepared for the world that that he's living in or something's happened that you don't know about. And I ask parents this all the time. Do your parents know everything that happened to you uh, when you were growing up? Then what makes you think you know everything that's happened to your child You know, and so it's being sensitive to that, but also being sensitive to requiring something from him if you're giving him something, and then asking yourself, you know, at the same time, what is it about me? Now, in regards to the four-year-old brother, golly, four-year-old brothers can be little brats and can drive you nuts, and um, and so I would say find some time that that your child, your 16-year-old son, gets a break from that four-year-old, um, or, go, or give him permission to say, Mom, he's bothering me again, and that's where you need to intervene and kind of protect him a little bit. Somebody else said this, um, my, or somebody asked this, My daughter is extremely miserable. She openly admits she doesn't care about us or our family, uh, and when you call it out, she leaves. Well, here, here's the thing. She's 18 years old. Uh, she could be leaving soon. And it may be saying, sweetheart, if, if you don't like being around us, you are of age that you can leave. And um, that's your choice. We don't want you to. We want you to be here. But if you can't stand us and and then you have the opportunity to do that. Now, as I said in the earlier question, ask yourself the question, are you doing things that's pushing your child away? Identify those things. Let her know that you see that and then and then move to a better place. But at some point that a child openly is saying, I hate it here. I don't want to be around you. I want you to leave me alone. At some point, you've got to make the transition where you say, okay, okay, this is your deal. You're always welcome here. But if, I mean, you're miserable, you're making everybody miserable, you're making the family miserable, um, maybe this isn't the place for you to be. So let's figure out that next step. Now, here, here's the, there's a couple of things here that, that, that I would share with you. I tell kids all the time, hey, I I, I want to give you everything, but I don't owe you anything. And independence, when a child moves to independence by the time that they're 18, that that also means they're independent from you and you can be independent from them. I, You know, I'm not so sure I want a child leaving home being dependent on me, you know, Um but if they're being disrespectful and dishonest and disobedient, have an attitude that's, that's pushing everybody away, then to get their attention, it may be that you say, I don't owe you anything and I'm not giving you anything as long as you're disrespectful to me. Now, that's, that's how you handle the behavior. Now, remember that behavior is a visible expression of the invisible issues. And there may be something else going on in the life of your child that you don't know about. And that may be where you say, I will be happy to pay for college uh, if you go to counseling once a week. I will be happy. I I think there's got to be conditions on on your involvement to help her get to a better spot. Maybe she's fighting depression. Maybe something's happened to her that you don't know about. Uh, Maybe she's grappling with something. Maybe she's scared out of her mind and and doesn't know uh, how to engage. And, um, and she's fearful. Whatever those things are, spend some time and, and try to figure those things out. But if it's just out and out rebellion, then, then I would say, then I don't give anything. I have this thing. If somebody is not um, respectful of me, then I'm not giving them anything. And because everybody can learn respect, even in their struggles, even in their difficulty and hardship, they can be respectful. Um, I've been cussed out by kids that have been very respectful in doing it uh, because I know they want a relationship. They just are frustrated and angry, don't know how to express themselves, and they're lashing out. And I get it, but as long as they ha- want to have a relationship, I can get to a better spot with them. Okay, for all you people out there that are anti-cussing, I didn't just give permission to say it's okay for you kid to cuss. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is is that I would rather have a kid expressing myself while having a relationship with them, knowing that I can handle those things. Um, and but I just did, I didn't give permission to to do that. Here's another question: My 16 year old thinks the world is so dangerous that he won't go anywhere. Okay, there, there's a ton of conspiracy theories out there about everything, and kids are being bombarded with information right and left, and and all these crazy ideas. And maybe some of them are true, maybe some of them are not, but crazy ideas and and that I would be fearful of everything if I listened to everything. And so really, your child may be having a tough time with discernment of what's true and what's not true. My son always used to ask me as we watched TV programs when he was going up, he would always say, hey, Dad, Dad, is this true life? Is this true life? Well, it's kind of like fake book. I mean, you you get on fake book, that's not true life in one sense it's a cherry picking of of images of how great we are and how good everything is and and people post that same as instagram and tiktok and and uh, you know snapchat everybody's showing all the good stuff in life and i'm going well if everything's so good why do we have a group of teens that are messing up so much and dealing with anxiety and depression and and having a tough time and struggling through this culture and and so there's a part of it that some of them fall into that and they are they are just literally scared and this may be your son you know, that thinks the government is trying to control him and the vaccine will turn you into a robot. And school is um, just another place where slavery is happening. He's always sick. He doesn't want to take medicine and I, you know, on and on and on. In his mind, the world is that way. And, um, and I would ask, you know, is, is there a friend? Is there one friend that you can engage them with? And maybe it's somebody older. Is there a friend of the family that he gets along with that can talk to him and take him out and, and just talk about some of that stuff that needs to be talked about, um, you know, and when, you know, and if he shuts down to the point where I, nothing's working, counseling's not working, you won't go with that's where some place like Heartlight comes in, where a kid comes here, lives in an environment that is safe in his mind because we eliminate, you know, uh, cell phones and everything, but fill it up with other things. That fear is coming from somewhere and that's what you've got to find. Or it may be that he go to a wilderness camp um, and he's out in the woods and he starts to figure out things. I would think that um, I would think that this is where uh, he may be a little bit more scared. You know, and I think that it begs the question too is is that this is where there's kids' rights, but there's also parents' rights to do what's needed for their child and and this is sometimes where parents have got to act and say, "Okay, this is abnormal behavior. We're going to have to do something about it. The next question is this. My son feels that, you know, and was very disappointed he wasn't included in the next level with his team and coaches and friends and yet they want him to go to an appreciation or special event. Um, you know, this is, I, I, I would encourage you to do this. Acknowledge that there's unfair treatment. Um, there's always unfair treatment. And what your son is going through, they're now experiencing that. And um, perhaps he's been the better baseball player the better football player and he wasn't asked to go on a special team or or she plays volleyball and and wasn't asked to go on that special team i mean that there's a sense of rejection there and and it's one of the things that we hate and the reason we hate it is cuz we're created to be relational and we want that so in cre- in the creation of us being relational as god created us he also created us with a longing to belong and what your son needs to hear right now more than anything else, or even if this is your daughter, is that they do belong in your family. And, and you acknowledge that this is the hard part of growing up. Now, somebody would say, do you make him go to the appreciation dinner? It's up to him. You know, I mean, I'm sure he's at the age that, that he can start making some of those decisions. Um, and he may go just to be the better man. Yeah, it's tough learning to love when somebody else succeeds and you don't. And that's a tough, tough situation. But wrap your arms around him and uh, let him know that he is loved by you. Here's another question that, that – uh, and I I, I don't want to just buzz through this, but in a number of questions that I answer, I think I answered part of these. But I this question comes from – I have a 20-year-old daughter who came out as transgender and she demands her mother and I call her by – a male named Daniel, and this has gone on for a couple of years. You know what? She's fighting for recognition in some way or she's fighting for value because however she's valuing herself, um, she sees herself as that. I'd call her Daniel. It really doesn't matter. Just by you calling her Daniel doesn't mean you're accepting of of her lifestyle. I mean, that's that's between you guys. Um a young lady came to me and she said, my name's Sarah, but I want to be called Bob. And I said, sure, Bob, I'll call you whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me. And, um, and what I did was diffuse the situation to go, you know what, it, whatever I call you, it really doesn't matter. Uh, I still care for you. I love you, and so if you want me to call you that, I'll, I'll call you puddles. I'll call you. I'll, I'll call you whatever. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't matter to me, and so I let that go so I can maintain the relationship. So we're not fighting over that all the time. She's twenty years old. It's time for her to figure all this stuff out, and our job as a parent at that point is just to love them through it. And um, and I and I know it's challenging. It, it Believe me, I live with 60 high school kids, and I know that it's challenging. We have kids that believe everything under the sun and, and have gone off in different directions. But what I find is the relationship becomes key, and it's okay to be accepting of uh, a child who's doing something different from what you desire for them it's okay to be accepting of them. It doesn't mean I'm accepting their lifestyle, nor I'm putting a rubber stamp on it. It just means that I am I can continue to love you. There's nothing you can do to make me love you more, and there's nothing you can do to make me love you less. Hey, keep sending in those questions. These are amazing, and and uh, I love answering them. The sun is coming up in Texas, and, uh, and I will be recording more answers to more of your questions later today. Look forward to it. Um, Uh, Check out those family and crisis conferences that we have at Heartlight and on Zoom calls. Uh, God bless.
0: Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us back here on Monday for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.